This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to the podcast for Alpaca people. So good to see you again. I really love the way that seasons mark the march of time. And we're kind of always permanently between seasons. But we there's a number of things here, the, the kind of the, the pace of things that life with alpacas involves. It's a different rhythm that you get, that pace, the... I don't think you've ever li- lived with a, a clock that strikes. We had one for a while, and it would strike on the hour. Uh, I'm not sure whether it did the quarter and halves, but it certainly did the hours. And uh, it had a loud tick as well. <laughs> it stopped at 10 past nine, and the pendulum is permanently not moving. Just every now and again, we accidentally bump it the case where we're dusting or something and set it going again. And uh, it doesn't take long before I've (laughs) repositioned the pendulum to be right in the middle and not moving because, well, yeah, it's quite nice and quiet here. Most of the time I can live with, (laughs) I can live without the striking and without the ticking, I think. But seasons are great. Uh, It's a different scale, isn't it? Scale of things. So we've got a bit of harvest kind of going on. They've been cutting hay near us. We've heard the buzz of tractors in the background cutting. And then we'll hear the tractors going and turning and things over the next few days, I think. Uh, Which is nice because there's some hay, hopefully, therefore, on the way, which we'll add to our hay store at some point in the not-too-distant future, which would be nice. There's plenty of grass around, so the alpacas are doing well with the sort of natural food without having to rely on too much on hay and the dried food, but there we go. So there's that. There's flowers that are starting to set. We've got a lot of blackberry flowers that are starting to set now, and uh, it just tips over from being white. we got the, the white ones and then the, 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 the lighter coloured, very, very, very pale pink, and then we've got some that are quite definitely pink. And uh, I'm still on a mission... <laughs> To, to flag them somehow, to put markers in where these blackberries are so I can see if the different coloured flowers have different coloured flavours. I don't mean a different coloured flavour. I mean a different kind of flavour because of the colour of the flowers. And there are a load of, it's all blackberries, but they're all subtly different. I've got a, a lovely little identification app on my phone. And I, and I went and, and took a picture of of each of the, the leaves as I was progressing down a, a particular slope. And there were about five or six different types of uh, blackberries. So that was interesting. I don't think it matters too much <laughs> to the alpacas. They just, perhaps it does. They just pick what they want, but how do they decide what they want anyway? So the fruit's starting to set. But it's also a good time for weeds. Uh, well, we see a lot of it around, but a good time for harvesting weeds. There's a few windows at the moment. So we've got the top end of the foxgloves, it's worked, the kind of flowers open from the bottom and work to the top. The, the, the top end is now is about an inch or so left of flowers on most of the stems that are around. So any, it's a good time to be collecting those, stop the seeds for next time. They're, they're biannuals. So one year they give you leaves and then next year they'll throw up a flower spike. But they're very, very fine 
black seeds that will then spread a lot. You get a lot of clumps of, of these things. So now is a good time to be collecting those. Uh, we're getting to the point probably as well where we can start dealing with thistles. So again, they, they produce a, a fine seed, but it's a fluffy one that blows in the wind. If they do get to spread, they do blow around and you get you get a drift you can see across the field. And we've done quite well in previous years where we've dealt with them. And the numbers this year are, are reduced, which is great. But there are some areas, there are little patches where there's there's quite a lot. That's obviously what I missed. <laughs> mm. So they produced more flowers and potentially more seeds. So now's a good time, windows of opportunity. The other things, ragwort, the buttercups have now died back in terms of they're kind of shriveling up the, the little flowers and things. So the yellow flowers of the ragwort are a lot more visible. And again, good to get in there at the right time. Slightly damp ground is better. You're more likely to be able to lift them. Use a rag fork to lift them from the roots. Don't just try pulling them because they'll snap and then you've got them forever. Because <laughs> it then will be fragile in the future. It seems to be to me anyway. Fragile in the future when it grows and it'll keep snapping there. So if you strim them, you're going to get them. They'll turn into annuals. You'll get flowers every year. So you need to lift them from the roots and, and dig them out that way so they're not spreading. Uh, and dock leaves. There's a lot of dock leaves. They they colour so it's colors are really useful. The purple color of the foxgloves, the purplish for the thistles as well. But then you've got the bronzy, browny, turning to really dark brown of dock leaves. But the fruiting part of that, the seed part of the, of the so it's just getting to the point where now is a good time. I can see them. They're standing out brown in the field of green and uh, now's a good time to be harvesting those so that we don't get tons and tons of do you know as kids we used to play with those and we'd <laughs> we'd strip them off and we'd have all these these seeds and things and we'd pretend it was kind of pretend tobacco we didn't ever smoke it but you know it looked a bit like tobacco i suppose if you're a child anyway so those things are around at the moment it's worth having a look at um check out for other things for us we've got to keep an eye out for broom they're going to seeds now um and they dry, and it's the seed pods that are particularly often. It's a seed pod that's the, the the poisonous part. And nettles, there's a lot of nettles around as well. Hey, do you know, they reckon if a nettle's in flower, it doesn't sting. I'm, I'm not convinced by that at all. I am really not convinced by that. Because I, ah, oh, just brushing through. Oh, I didn't know there was one there. Oh, it's on my knee, or it's down the back of my leg somehow. I just touched against it. Uh, the, I don't know how the alpacas don't get stung by nettles, but they don't seem to. They, they wander through. They don't seem to be bothered at all. And I find that strange, but I would have thought there'd be some spare bare skin somewhere that they'd be able to get stung by, but they don't seem to be bothered at all by nettles. So this timescape of seasons is like a backdrop. It's like a, a large scale. There, there are markers there of the time passing. Alpaca days. What's an alpaca day? What's an alpaca day look like? So let's think about it first from an alpaca point of view. What does their day look like? How does it work? Well, it starts early because they are outside <laughs> and therefore it doesn't matter. It's just as soon as the sun comes up and its sun is early at the moment. Just noticing, actually yesterday, we just noticed the evening, the night is just getting darker, just a little smidgen earlier. And uh, we've passed the midpoint and it's just getting darker, just ever so slightly earlier. But it's going to bed and drawing the curtains when it's still light. It's very strange. 
And I understand if you've got children, it's it's hard work <laughs> trying to persuade them <laughs> that it's bedtime when the, the sky is still lighter. So it starts early and then it will continue. They'll be grazing. They'll be coming in. They actually come in to the stable quite early. They're waiting for me. They, they'll settle in there. I think they've been in there all, all night or, or from really early on, but I don't think it is. But it's it's before I start looking. But it's it's still quite late after the sun comes up. They'll do a bit of grazing. If it's a nice day, then they'll wander from where they are. They spend the night out on a bank of the near the lake, and then they come back to the to the stable for breakfast. But if it's a nice day, sometimes they'll wander the other way and they'll go off grazing. There's some little corners that they really like, obviously tasty, and they'll go that direction. So it depends a bit. You've got the weather overlay on top, top, top of the, the general timing of things. But so... Where's the wind coming from? Is it raining? Is it dry? Is it sunny? Is it cloudy? And they have their little routines and their their patterns. I don't know what you've noticed with your alpacas, but they will go for certain routes. They'll wander around. It's over there in the morning. They wander back a little bit in the afternoon and then in the car park in the afternoon here, back near the stable, but not too close. And then they... Currently, there's a whole bunch of them crashed out in the car park, sunbathing, because it's it's a little bit warm, and it's a little bit sunny, and a little bit windy as well. There's a little bit of breeze happening. So, lying in the sun, doesn't it sound wonderful? Well, it did when we were young. <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like doing it, though. But, uh, yeah, so they that's their kind of day. They will, they'll have these little routines that they'll follow, and they'll eat, and then they'll sit. So they'll all sit down and they get it. Oh, most of them, not all of them, not absolutely every one of them, but they will sit and they will then chew the cud and spend time just sitting. That sounds nice. I suppose it's like a bit like us sitting down with a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. There's an 11 o'clock cup of coffee. We've got a little routine going in the house here and we tend to, my wife and I working separately. And then at 11 o'clock, we'll often we'll stop and have a cup of coffee. And uh, sometimes we'll sit down and have it together, and sometimes we're still in mid-flow, and therefore we'll just retire back <laughs> to our working space and and get on and but enjoy the cup of coffee. It's little things that mark the passing of time, the passing of the day. It's not a minute, it's not a second. You're not watching the second hand go. And sometimes it's when I'm hungry is a good time to eat, and that, therefore that's lunchtime. And that's certainly true for alpacas. So they're choosing where to go. I, I, do you think they understand that today's a Wednesday, for example? Do they do they understand a week? Probably not. I'm not quite sure about that. But they do understand patterns and routines. And certainly there are things that they pick up on the the cues that we give them from the things that happen on certain days of the week, I think. But whether they could tell you it was Saturday, I don't suppose they could. But they probably know it's a Saturday because it's a different routine. Does it make a lot of difference? It doesn't seem to make a lot of difference to them. And they certainly don't understand public holidays. We just had July the 4th. So happy July the 4th to all of our listeners in the US. I hope you had a good holiday weekend. Uh, it's now disappearing into distant past, but hopefully that was a good time of celebration and getting together. So yeah, the public holidays, they don't recognize. Just another day. <laughs> so they, they've got these patterns they'll move around 
through the day and then they'll loiter nearby, not quite. They're, they're, sometimes they'll, they'll come down. They, they do later in the afternoon, actually. If I'm a bit late going down to feed them, they'll actually bring themselves back to the stable. They're all in the stable waiting. Whereas at the moment they're out nearby and they'll bring themselves back. When I go down, they'll they'll kind of come in. Well, they'll stand a bit to make sure I'm actually putting food out. And then, but they're, they're loitering. So there's the feeding. There's the settling down to chew the cud, as I mentioned, but also settling down for the night. So after the evening feed, they'll they'll kind of move out a bit. They'll, then later on, so it's a bit more more feeding going on, and then later on they'll go off, and then they will settle for the night, and they do that over on the bank. And they can go at the top of the bank. They can see they're high, slightly higher, so it's, in, it's a good viewpoint. But also they can then pull back slightly under the trees if the weather's not quite so good. If it really tips down, they... Oh, they just hunker down, really. <laughs> they got really soaking the other day because it suddenly heavy shower. And they didn't come in. They just stayed out and they got really, really wet. So what's your pace? What pace do you work at? Thinking about your alpacas, are you in step with the alpacas? Almost like a harmonic, musical harmonic. So it's, it's a slightly different frequency, but it's the same root. Mm. So that's there as a as a a pace as a are you in step or are you in sympathy with at least I I don't do my walking around and sitting chewing the cud <laughs> but the in between bits you know the feeding that's part of my rhythm of the day is feeding the alpacas. And so I'm kind of in step with them in that way at that time during the day and uh yeah it's a it's an interesting thing you can view it as a as a straitjacket that you're stuck having to have this rhythm of feeding the alpacas or you can view it as something that's welcome i actually welcome it i think it's a nice thing to have that regular routine that regular rhythm of the day of the week of the seasons I, I like the rhythm of alpacas. It seems to suit me well. It's useful to have a rhythm and to have the structure that it brings. There are times where it'd be nice to have a little holiday, nice to have a little break, like to do something different. And you can do the odd thing, but but in essence, the the re- recurring things, the the things that are familiar, feeding them at the same time, etc., is is a helpful thing, helpful for them to have that structure as well, and it's helpful for me. Can you feel the pulse of the alpacas, the rhythm, the marking time, alpaca style? Tends to be a bit slower than often our modern life would dictate. So it's a bit slower, it's a bit more what? I was going to say ponderous, but I'm not sure ponderous is the right word. That's not a good word. No, don't like, don't like that word. But it is measured. It's slow enough unless you need to hurry. And occasionally they will hurry, but generally they're quite happy going at a slow, steady pace. I think we can learn things from that, can't we? I think it's helpful for us to have that rhythm, to have things punctuated with familiar and also then to be just 
taking our time and progressing through the day, through the work, through life, but at a pace that fits. So there's an alpaca style of marking time. And I really value having alpaca time as part of my life. What do you think? Is it something that you recognize for you? Is it something that you have noticed? Is it something that, now that I've mentioned it, it reminds you of things? If so, please do drop your line at steve at alpacatribe.com. If you can, go spend some time with an alpaca. Take care. Bye for now. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a great day.